Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today, we are talking about CCR that is set in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. So, um, yeah. Anybody have anything to say about Illinois, Wisconsin, or Minnesota? It can be hard to find. (laughs) It can be, (laughs) Illinois was the easiest place to find books. (laughs) Yeah. I had choices for all of them. Did you? You're so good. I know. (laughs) Oh, pardon me. Wait, wait. Thank you for, thank you for saying so. (laughs) better? I will say just all I could think of um, was just how they say their state names when you're from there. That's what was stuck in my head because they say Wisconsin because it's very nasal, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. They, they're they more Canadian in Minnesota. It's just how they say it, Minnesota. Is that more Canadian? I have no idea. I'm well, so my tongue there. Tell, tell me you're sorry, Valerie. <laughs> With the story, I grew up in Manitoba, which is right next door to Minnesota, or however Minnesota. you want to say it. Um, and so we're, I'm old. This is probably in the late sixties, probably. Yeah. Nine or 10 years old. And we were down in the States driving and we were at a gas station and the guy looked at back in the days of full serve, right? The guy looked at our license plate and he goes, Manitoba. What state is that in? (laughs) Oh, we're right next door in Canada. Oh my goodness, that's funny. So that's that's my. That's because generally speaking, Americans are like Canada. It's just it's there. They were almost like Canadians, anyways. Yeah. That guy. Very good. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't remember who, but they were talking about how Canada was so close, and so they were looking forward to. Um, going to Vancouver because it, it surely surely they could drive to Vancouver from here and I'm like well you can but it's probably 30 hours because <laughs> it's way over there Seattle and north yeah yeah so, mm. anyway all right so um back back to books back to books back to Minnesota Illinois <laughs> Wisconsin and Minnesota um I'm going to go first because I don't want anybody to steal my first one. <laughs> That's fine. I have choices for all of them. Well, exactly. Since you're bragging about your choices, I'm going to go first. And I am choosing Dear Mr. Knightley by Catherine Ray. Um, it is set in Chicago, which I adore. I love Chicago. It is an epistolary novel, which I also adore. Um, I can't say that word. Well, I don't know that I'm saying it right, but I'm saying it the way I say it. So letter-based. Um, I It is older at this point now, which is sad to say because it makes me feel old. But um, it is about Sam, who is a bookish orphan girl. Sam being a fairly generic name. So Samantha, I assume. Um, and she gets a scholarship to Northwestern University. But as part of the scholarship, she has to correspond with the anonymous benefactor of said scholarship via letter. And so um, so she agrees to sort of hesitantly. Uh, she doesn't like the stipulations. Uh, she is um, 
a street smart foster kid and and just sees strings as ways for people to take advantage of you. And she also at the same time meets a novelist, Alex, and uh, she and Alex begin to develop feelings for one another. They keep bumping into each other. They go start to run together, um, these sorts of things. Um, it's set in Chicago. Chicago is absolutely part of the story. It would be a slightly different book if it were in a different city. It would be a hugely different book if it was in a small town. Um, it it had to be, it had to be Chicago, I think. Um, and I don't know if it's a spoiler alert, probably a little bit of a spoiler alert, but um, it's not a love triangle. I'll just phrase it that way. <laughs> Um, so, but it is just delightful and it's one I reread, um, periodically, not necessarily every year, but it, it's rereadable, which to me is the stamp of a fantastic book. So that's my first one. I haven't read that book. It's been oh. in my TBR for years, but my TBR is always out of control, but it's <laughs> never actually hit the top. So maybe I should go and actually read this book. <laughs> it's fantastic. I will say I hesitated about reading it for quite a while um, because it was one that everybody gushed over when it came out and I'm very mm. contrary. And so then I'm like, oh, well, if everybody's gushing over it, I'm not going to read it because it can't be that good. It is. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it is. It's worth reading. Girl, do you have an Illinois book? Yeah. I have a couple. Oh, pick one. Yes. Pick one. <laughs> All right. I'll pick one. I'm going to go with... Um, Evie Tyler's Day Off by Betsy St. Amant, which is in the 80s Rom-Com Club, which is an anthology collection I've mentioned before with Teresa Tysinger, J.C. Weaver, Nicole Dawn, Jennifer Rodewald and Belle Renshaw. And they're set all over the country, so don't go looking at this book thinking they're all in <laughs> Chicago. But um, Evie Tyler's Day Off is um, based on the... Well, not, it's not based on, but it's loosely connected to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is an 80s movie that I, that I just thought was hilarious. And I love the way that she um, integrated the, the key elements of Ferris Bueller's Day Off into the story. And um, basically she plays hooky for a day from work. Um, it's her 30th birthday and she's with her best friend's brother, Colin, and um, they spend the day in Chicago completing her 30 by 30 bucket list. And I talked about it in episode 79, Recent Reads. So if you want to know more about the story, go listen to episode 79. But I think this one came to me first because it really showcased Chicago. They did a whole lot of touristy, fun things in Chicago that made me think I wish I'd been in Chicago for more than about 24 hours, which is the length of time I've been in Chicago when I was transiting to go to an AC. FW conference so I would love to go back to Chicago and do all the things that they did in this book and in all these other books I've read about amazing Chicago stuff so that's just a fun one they drive around the city in a cute red convertible and that just sounds really cool to me very fun love it I had forgotten that that one took place in Chicago but I did enjoy that story too mm. oh you guys and I have both you didn't pick either of mine Excellent. how can I now I have to choose <laughs> so let's go with Dear Henry, mm -hmm. Love Edith, which we did, um, we interviewed Becca Kinzer. Becca, yeah, in January. Yes. Recently, last year sometime. That it's was my other year. one, it by the this, way. That's... It was this past January. It's on yeah. my list too. It's my, it was my number two. Yeah. So it is a romantic comedy about mistaken identity, second chances, 
and finding love in unexpected places, such as small town Illinois. Yep. I, it could have happened pretty much anywhere. But it, it, it could have. Happen. I agree. In Illinois. That's it. That's all you're saying. Okay. Well, we did a whole, I'm going to give episode. my other one, which was sure, Christy Phillips. Um, uh, sandwich with a side of romance and and the novellas that go with it is also set in a small town relatively near to Chicago and I remember um, hanging out with Krista at a ACFW conference speaking of those about the time that uh, she was writing this one and she she was like with a town name like Sandwich and she named her hero Reuben <laughs> and she writes rom-com so there you go so I think what we're getting here is that rom-coms can be set in Illinois. Apparently. Yes. We got three out of four here are rom-coms. Very good. All right. Well, my next book is in Minnesota and it is Better Than First by Carrie Trimbo. And um, it is, her name is, I'm going to assume it is Isla, I-S-L-A. I'm sure that there are other ways you could pronounce it, but I'm going with Isla. Um, she is, uh, determined to win gold and qualify for the Paralympics. She is paralyzed from the waist down and in a wheelchair. So she's doing wheelchair races Look, and here, by the way, what? Yeah, I know. Go Cooney. This is very special. Oh, and then, then we drew <laughs> attention. Told her to go. <laughs> Exit stage, right? Yes. Yeah. Left. So her best friend, who is also her coach, um, is trying to help her see that there's more to life than racing and then this goal. Um, because she, the more she sort of fixates on the goal, the worse she races. <laughs> um, and so she's getting more and more anxious and upset about this. Um, and so they're both secretly in love with one another, and which is kind of fun. I like... Um, I like friends to more where there isn't one who's like, no, we never, you know, they, they both really are for each other hundred percent. Um, and not as worried about losing the friendship. Like that doesn't hold up the romance, which I also love. Cause sometimes I, I know I've dragged it on too long in some of my books. It can drag on sometimes a little bit more than you want it to. Um, so he convinces her to make a little mini bucket list and take some time off training to achieve these little bucket list items. Um, and he's just trying to help her see that there's there's more to life than, than the Paralympics. Um, it's got definite faith and it was just really cute and fun. And I thought that um, a heroine in a wheelchair was super fun as well. Cool, cool. Yeah. I haven't read that one. Noelle, you need to buy. So just in case I have to give both of mine again. <laughs> well, as I said, Dear Henry Love Edith was my second one. And I think why that hit my list is that the humour is just delightful. And Henry and Edith, they live in the same house but don't actually know they're living in the same house, but the entire town knows that they know each other because they're living in the same house and the misunderstandings and that <laughs> grocery store scene, I think that to me is the standout funniest scene in the book that's not a spoiler to talk about. Yeah, so definitely go for Dear Henry Love Edith. But I'm going to very quickly jump to a book that I have talked about before but I haven't written down the episodes because it was one of my spares 
Affairs, which is also in Chicago, and that's kept by Sally Bradley. If you're looking for gritty, edgy Christian fiction that isn't as squeaky clean as what a lot of people would expect in squeaky clean, then you'd probably really enjoy this one. This one did very well in Australia because Australians tend to like stories that are a little bit rougher around the edges. And Miska's editor, she's living in a luxury condo in Chicago and it's near a park and I can't think of the name of it. It's a very famous park in the city and that is features in the story. So it was very much set in Chicago, couldn't be anywhere else. And I think Sally has either lived in Illinois or Chicago. She was very familiar with the setting. A lot of the setting came into the story. And she's actually a kept woman, Miska, um, even though she has a gig as an editor. Romance editors don't get paid a lot, so you learn about that in this book. And um, her, her basically there's this married baseball player who basically pays for her to live in his condo and, of course, there's payment rendered for services provided and all that kind of thing as well. So it's a bit on the edgy side. But then her neighbour, Dylan, he's an assistant pastor at a local church and he's just delightful. To me, Dylan was the star of this book and the way he related to um, Miska and just watching watch, watching her un- unpack how, where her life is versus where her life could be from a biblical perspective, was very interesting. It had a very strong faith element in it. This book is not for everybody. If you're a conservative reader, please ignore everything I've just said (laughs) because this is not the book for you. But if you're looking for something that goes a little bit further into some of those more gritty, darker, edgier places and kept a very good book by Sally Bradley in Chicago. I'm a fairly conservative reader. I really enjoyed Kept. Yeah, it was very good. She did a great job. And it couldn't be set somewhere else easily. Well, it could, but it would have to be somewhere with multiple um, professional sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. That was the important part of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, Valerie, what oh, you got? You don't have something in Minnesota, hey, Narelle? I do, but I jumped. I went to um, I went to my number four, but you can you can do my number three. I bet we have the same book. And then I, I can tag in after. I was I was hoping you were going to like take them. <laughs> well, I have I have one that relates to episode one hundred. So I should <laughs> does that help you? That doesn't all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to mention "Still the One" by Rachel Russell and Susan May Warren. So Susan May Warren has an entire series set in Minnesota, which is I believe where she lives. It's called Deep Haven, and yeah. she has invited. Um, at least one other author to write in this world. So Rachel Russell is, this is her debut. Uh, I think there's a six book series behind it, but I only have read the first one yet. Cole Barrett is a former army ranger. He was raised by his grandfather in Deep Haven. And this is not a source of good memories for him at all. Now the old man is in a care home and Cole is back to sell the house and enlist with the US Marshals. But uh, of course it never goes quite that quickly because it's a romance right there's a tenant in the garage apartment who refuses to move out early she's going to stick in that spot until she's forced out by um, however long the process takes and it turns out it's his childhood crush um, wedding planner Megan and her son Josh and the story involves a lot of forgiveness and learning to trust again Um, I enjoyed it quite a lot and I guess for any fans of Susan May Warren, you would say it couldn't be set anywhere else. Well, it definitely couldn't be set somewhere that didn't have winter. 
Um, but uh, it could be set other wintry places, unless you're addicted to Deep Haven, in which case, you know, it couldn't be. But um, that was that was one book that I read relatively recently in the last few months, thinking about Minnesota. Yeah, and that's the one that I didn't get time to read, but that's okay because I will read it. I can talk about it in recent reads down the track, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> then we can remember Deep Haven again. Yep. I'm out, so if you have another one, Narelle, go ahead. I do. I'm actually shocked that I'm not the first one out. Normally I am <laughs> the first one out all the time. So I I'm have one that. First one out. <laughs> which I'm surprised she didn't have this one, which is The Bookshop of Secrets by Molly Rushmire. That was my second one for Minnesota. Yes. And so that one. You said episode there. I knew you'd have that one. Yes, episode 100. And this one I chose, and it was probably one that came to mind very early as well, because Lake Superior is a really important part of the story. And Lake Superior is different to other lakes and there is and there's a historical sort of um piratey sort of backstory that ties into it but this is just a wonderful book um hope sparrows um basically her mother's passed away she has a very um traumatic background she hasn't had an easy childhood by any stretch of the imagination and she's in Winnishan Falls is where it's set and she's looking for old books that her mother had 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 collected that her mother had wanted to let to leave to her but have gone missing so that's what she's on the search for is missing books and she ends up in this um staying in this bookshop and the grandson of the owners of the bookstore is Ronan and he has his own secrets and he's the hero of the story and I'm going to pass it over to Valerie to talk more about it no not really read it it's good Uh, (laughs) episode what number was it Narelle it's a hundred. How can you forget a hundred? It's it it really is set on the Great Lakes. It couldn't be set a place much different than that at all. And there is a treasure hunt, and yes. you will probably love it. So go read it. Yeah. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. Loved it. Nobody loved the history. Wisconsin? You guys don't have Wisconsin? No. No. I no. I will say, here's the thing. I read two books set in Wisconsin. And I have elected not to speak about them. <laughs> That's a fair right call. Then. So um, I'll speak about my two, okay. <laughs> which are also ones we've mentioned before. And, and Narelle, you've got like 30 seconds to find the episode numbers if you like. Um, <laughs> Sorry, one, my brain's dead. <laughs> Emily Conrad's Rhythms of Redemption series, starting with To Bring You Back, is set along Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. See, and I didn't even realize that was in Wisconsin. So, yeah. I I did because I really recognized it. My sister lived in Wisconsin for many years and I had visited there. So that the, it it resonated with me that way. And it is also set like on the lake, on the the Great Lake. So it it couldn't be set a lot of other places. Although the lake maybe isn't the super most important part of it. Still matters. Um, but Gannon is the famous lead singer of the band Ostrich. He returns to his home area in Wisconsin, buys a huge home on the lake as a retreat center, and sets about trying to woo his teenage sweetheart back again, Adeline. And then there's a whole series behind that. These are a little bit harder hitting books in some ways. Um, they're not super easy reads, but they're so worth it. They're really good books. And I'm going to keep talking. Valerie Bodden. Mm -hmm. also has an entire series set in Wisconsin called Hope Spring and you'll probably want to start with Not Until Forever. It's set on a cherry orchard um, in Wisconsin and is that Wisconsin? I had no idea either. (laughs) 
I knew Emily's. I knew you talk about Emily's books, yeah. but I'm now gobsmacked that that's Wisconsin. I had no idea. And I have read books in that series. I've read there the whole go. series and I had no idea that it was in Wisconsin. Well, there you go. So apparently okay. the setting isn't super duper important <laughs> except for the cherry orchard part. Okay. Um, I honestly thought but, it was in the uh, South. No. No. It's not in the South. Shows what I know. But um, yeah, Not Until Forever is the first book in that series. Um, I liked it. I liked some of the later books in the series more, but obviously I liked it enough to keep reading. Yeah. So there you go. That's funny. That's I, a wrap. Had, no, I had no idea those were Wisconsin. And if I read books and don't write book recommendations because I run out of time, which happens mm-hmm. quite regularly, then it's like a state on the other side of the world. <laughs> It's I like completely get it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. me too. I'm like, it might be up there somewhere, but I don't know. But I kept thinking Tennessee, North Carolina, like I somewhere in that area. The newer series mm. is set around there. I, have, yeah. I, I didn't think about it like looking that up. I just know it's not Wisconsin. But I think it's, it's Tennessee. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Do you have any more, Narelle? Or did we get them all? I am done with what I wrote down. You, yeah, you, you do. Always you always win these. <laughs> Honorable mentions from Valerie Comer are coming right? up. Right. You don't have six more, Valerie, to talk about? Well, I could have. No. Well, but no, I only wrote two down for each of the three states because I thought, well, if if Beth mentions this one, then I've still got the other one. Or if Narelle mentions this one, then I'll go to this one. But you guys just didn't play with play it my way. Sorry. Tragic. Sorry. Really I, tragic. I really struggled with these three states. I was proud that I got like three. I well, I did, like I said, I did read I did read some books that were in Wisconsin. But we don't do books. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't and have Emily episodes. Yeah. Emily Conrad would have been my fifth, but I was pretty certain that Valerie was going to talk about Emily's books. Yeah, yeah. Again, I didn't yeah. even realize it. Nice was comeback. Wisconsin. Nice comeback. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, sh- we're, we're a little short today, but not too bad. Not too bad. So, um, let us know all the Wisconsin books that you have. Uh, and Minnesota or, and Illinois. Yeah. Or Illinois or Minnesota, either one. Um, or, you know, if you think my regional accents are terrible you can tell me that too um (laughs) (laughs) uh we appreciate you joining us for this episode of story chats let us know your thoughts and while you're there on youtube don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode and we will look forward to seeing you again next week in the meantime don't forget to fall in love with a good book bye 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 everyone